Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today is the day that you have long been waited for because you watched Wish Star Crash. That was one of the most impressive wishes I've ever heard wished. I, I really I really put emphasis on that. I whoosh felt part. it. Like if yeah. we were actors, I would be feeding off you right now. Right? Yes. Because you watched Star Crash is a podcast where me, Mike Vanderpool, Michael Clink, is that's that your my name. name. That's, that's your my name. name. Yes. Very good. And then the illustrious Dr. Love, Alan Barris, uh, is here today. And we're gonna talk about a 1993 cinematic masterpiece, the follow-up to A New Hope, Mark Hamill in A New Hope. Why yeah, not, Star why Wars. Jedi. Oh, was that? Jedi was the last one. Well, it's a time travel movie, so I'm trying. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how things fall in the. That's why you're here to explain that all. All right. Me. Yes. Yes. Uh, if Luke Skywalker uh, leapt into a real shitty actor in a real shitty movie. It's time right. I mean, Luke Skywalker wasn't really the best actor. But anyways, yeah. whoa, let whoa, us whoa. just say that Mark Hamill found his instrument as time went on. I actually think it was when he became a voice actor. Oh, yeah, definitely. Movie. With Joker and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, uh, Time Runner, as I said, was a 1993 film, also known as In Exile. So Dr. Alan Barris is not the only one here with an alias. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't find anything on why the name was changed. Um, I don't know if Time Runner was maybe in response to Blade Runner. I, I, I don't know the I sequence think, of that either. Yeah, I think it was changed probably to uh, be a uh, like a video store ripoff, uh, to be the kind of thing you would get if you like Blade Runner and right on. just want to see more things blow up and lots of people saying, move, move, yeah. move, and yeah. come on, come on, come on, and hurry, 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 there, then you watch this yes. movie. Luke Skywalker in in, Bla in a Blade Runner knockoff is basically what this is uh, framed as for me. Clink, you picked this film, correct? Yes, I did. Can you tell us a story or read from Wikipedia, whatever you're scrolling there trying to no, figure I, out? No, uh, so this, I just want you all to know, this movie takes place in eight months, eight and a half months from now. 2022. 2022. So in 2022, aliens have evaded. Well, this... <laughs> This this year, right now, actually, back then, too, aliens have evaded, and we are having this battle, and for some reason, there's a, there's a space station. The International Space Station is being taken over? And I honestly don't... I didn't get the, the connection there with the, that. Oh, the plot of this movie? Yeah. yeah I, I, you can't tell me? Because you were my only hope. You were my last <laughs> hope. Uh, to quote this movie, you were my last hope, Michael Clank, to understand what you the fuck is it. going on. I did, but I still didn't really... No, Alan. Can you all summarize? Right. So, no, I, I mean, like, I just didn't understand that part of it. Is all the well, aliens that want part. to take over Earth? They decided that the best way to do this is to hire the dumbest and least effective of the uh, clones or the uh, replicants from Blade Runner, and he becomes world president because apparently politics is easy if you're stupid and ugly. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've just described American history. Yep, there you go. That's that's it, kids. American history is politics is easy if you're dumb and ugly and are able to lie. I should add that one. Yes. Yep, it's too bad that Brian James died early because then he could have gone into politics with his face. <laughs> so, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, and Brian James plays the president whose name in this is Niall Neil. Neela? It's Neela, and of course, it's alien backwards, oh, which they dude, had to. I didn't to, even realize that either. Which wow. they had to emphasize by having his name on 
solids oh, constantly. Yeah. Dude. As Mark Hamill is trying to figure out, or Mark Hamill's character, um, uh, Michael Rayner, oh is God. desperately trying to figure out whether he can trust this guy or not. <laughs> That hurts so much because that means that the filmmakers were actually trying. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So the thing that I had a problem with, because I watched this before, and then we spent a lot of time on hiatus, and then I watched the trailer for it. Fermenting. Marinating on it. Yes. But in the trailer, they even give away the plot twist of the the president being evil because they show that he's got a different voice, and he's saying... I think I'm trying to remember when the movie actually gives that away because we know that Neela is bad... Prior to Rainer deciding to give him the information, so well, it, it, because in the future the president comes. And well, then, I guess we don't necessarily know he's bad. We know he's bad. Come on, in the future we it's know Leon he's bad. In the Blade past, Runner. we're supposed to well, not know he's bad yet because then he'll reveal it. But in the future, we've already done it. I think so. Yes. <laughs> That sounds right. <laughs> well, there. Let's move on. Move, so, move, move. Go, go, go. Move on. Yes, yes. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and shoot a lot of people. Uh, so uh, this movie, I'm going to sum it up as, as like this. Uh, Donald P. Belisario's Afterbirth decided to make a uh, made-for-movie, made-for-TV movie. Pretty much what this equates to. Wait. Was he a part of this? No. I'm saying his Afterbirth. Oh, like his afterbirth becomes animated. Oh my! <laughs> After they wheel him so and his mother out of the hospital. You said that then... so many times. It's been it's been pretty graphic. Just a visual of that. But okay. Thank Is that you. okay? Thank you for that. Is that okay? We're, I'm glad that we're adding visuals to this. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> You're the artist. I mean, sure. I'm not the best judge of my <laughs> level of appropriateness at this time. Thank you, Bullet Rye, for sponsoring uh, no. every single thing I say here today. <laughs> Uh, um, because you watch Starcraft, we do three things typically. Uh, we talk about quotes. We talk about um, uh, whether or not this movie was what it was trying to do, and whether or not it was successful. And then also WTF moments. And I've got a, I've got a mishmash hodgepodge of all of them here. I have so much Wars in the Stars feeling. Star. This whole movie is Wars in the Stars. Well, some people have talked about it as a Terminator ripoff too. Oh, well, that too. But so there's that. Yeah, but mostly, and it's kind of a um, it, it it and it it just has like late '80s action movie all over it. Yeah. Uh, so if we're talking about what this movie is trying to do, this movie is trying to make me walk over to the shelf for action movies or sci-fi or sci-fi action movies at my local blockbuster or whatever independent video mm-hmm. chain I had gone to at that point, perhaps with a magical back room. Uh, and I would He's go... Follow the scent, you'll get there. Oh, God, what? <laughs> I would go to find the sci-fi section and I would look at the various covers and then I would see... Huh, Mark Hamill hasn't been doing anything as of late. I wonder what's up with him in his rebuilt phase. And uh, I would think about it, and I'd go, oh, Time Runner, that, because I'm kind of weak-minded, that makes me think of Blade Runner. So, (laughs) okay, you got me. And what's wild is the VHS cover is, there's not even a, it's, it's almost like the last gasp of, breath from action movies of the 80s to try to do something and it just doesn't do it i got to admit i kind of like mark hamill and that stupid mustache though <laughs> I, I don't know why there's just something about it that 
He, he looks a little bit like a, oh gosh, who's that guy? He looks all grown up. Our yeah. little boy in Tatooine is grown up. Yeah. And he's become a man with a mustache. And he's been living hard <laughs> for a couple <laughs> years. He just looks pretty bad. No more Obi-Wan. A world under attack. A hero battling to change destiny. Mark Hamill in Time Runner. You know what ran about this movie? I'm it ran too long. How long? Oh my god! Was a, this is one of those examples of a ninety-minute movie that felt like fucking three days. Well, one and of that's not because I took me three days to watch it. I watched it all <laughs> this morning. Well, one of my things was uh, why did it take it five minutes to show an army walking up the, the oh, corridor? There, in the future, there's this well, they, army that's the, the aliens are invading, yeah. so they're attacking the last vestiges of humanity, and it's just them walking. And the, so it reminded me of Monty Python: The Holy Grail when yes. Lancelot is running towards the. Uh, the the castle and you just see him and you see the same shot over and over and over yep, again. Yep, yep. Yeah, Except this exactly was not right. intentional, uh, intentionally comedic. It's just well, they foreshadowed it at the beginning of the film when the Colonel Freeman, uh, who is in the military industrial complex at some level of three letters that only exist in this film, I think, and then the doctor and maybe lady, an alien, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question uh, mark? Yeah, we, we can talk about that at the end, right? Because that's when I think we see some of his internals um and then the doctor scientist lady i don't know the, what to even call her what's her name in this she's played by uh, uh ray dong chong where are we talking uh, karen donaldson karen donaldson in the film is scientist i forgot what i was talking about but it was going to be epic <laughs> but those two people when they meet it foreshadows that long drug out scene at the end because remember when we first see uh, uh, Karen's introduced, she's got some banter with a, co- uh, a co-worker and then the bad guy, inevitably Colonel Freeman comes in and it's this slow cutting back and forth, slow motion of his feet and everything. Yep, yep. They're really the building just, him oh up as a bad guy. Right? I'm like, fuck, the dramatic music. I mean, if it takes this long to paint somebody as dramatic, they're probably going to come off fucking it, stupid. And he was not very intimidating, no, like, no. at all. He was no, a character. No. He was a character. No, no and, and he's definitely not Darth Vader. No. And it actually takes less time to do <laughs> Darth Vader's dramatic reveal. Yeah. Than, uh, oh, my goodness. Speaking of shitty things. In Star uh, Runner. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. If we get some blouses, we could do it. Blouses. We got it. That was a reference. Yeah, to we got to get go to Coles then. Go to Coles <laughs> right? and get blouses. That was a reference <laughs> to the Canadian origins of this movie. Uh, apparently, a lot of the, according to IMDb, the soldiers were actually a uh, British Columbia, uh, like a uh, the hmm. equivalent of a National Guard unit, the dragoons. What? That was so, just their uniform. They showed up on set with the uniform, and then I guess <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do any additional research. So this oh, isn't that kind of podcast. We're depending on you, sir. I know, dude. To research. I'm here for the funny, and he's here for the hosting. Hey, I found out they were Canadian. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. And Karen Donaldson has to be one of the most Canadian names ever. So, <laughs> I, I'm Karen Donaldson. I'm here to do your research for you. <laughs> hey. uh, so this season, we're, we're talking about time travel films. And uh, Clink, I think out of the three of us, you are the most uh, knowledgeable in time travel in cinema and television. Uh, sure. Yep. We're, we're just going <laughs> to give that label uh, just so that you are the only one that has to answer this question. Oh, my. What is the time travel in this movie? What kind is it? Or, oh, look at Dr. Do you Do you want to answer, also, Dr. Love? It's, it's wormhole bullshittery, I guess, for <laughs> it's, lack it's, of a better word, because did the scientists create the damn wormhole? 
I thought it was the the way that it looked cinematically was that the laser blasts from the uh, chasing ship did something to the um, temporal or arena or fucking words. Because we've got the scientists who are in their desperate battle to launch nukes that they found. And they also happen to know about Rainer. Because they're, yeah, they're aware of what's going on up there. But they don't know he went through time. So I found myself wondering, so is this just the most convenient wormhole ever? Or yes. That, it's, it's them yada yadaing time travel so they know the story. That then makes him psychic? Yeah. I, it's, his, his brain was a little Swiss cheese. He's re- yes, it was. He's remembering the future. Because you can do that apparently in this in this universe. I don't know. It's. I think we've already thought about it more than the makers of this movie Look. because we do have a fundamental problem at the end of this movie, where okay, so they um, spoiler alert. We're going to get there eventually. Yeah. The bad guy dies. Uh, Eddie gets thrown off a high building. That never happened in the nineties. Anyway, uh, the so Leon, President Leon, uh, alien uh, Neela guy. <laughs> Uh, when he dies, they throw him off a railing, railing kill, and uh, he dies in the future and, like, kind of, like, gets blasted out of the time continuum. Like, electrocuted, weirdly, like, and electrocuted it's, by and magic. And it's the only something. time we see any sign of what the aliens might look like. Because there's like this weird projection on his face as he's that that makes it's like him look vaguely right? yeah that makes him green a little bit yeah it yeah. makes him look vaguely inhuman more inhuman than Brian James Hardy <laughs> looks his face is very distinctive but um, um, when he dies he disappears yes uh, so in Rainer's case. And I have to always, I cannot remember his character's name. I just what he called Mark Hamill. Well, we can so, call him Mark Hamill. All right. Yeah. So, when Mark, Rainer, ha- so, so when, when Mark Hamill of the future dies, baby Mark Hamill is somehow related to this. But baby Mark Hamill has existed and has been met by future Mark Hamill in utero for a while. So what the hell? What was the trigger point for Mark Hamill of the future disappearing other than he killed the guy he was supposed to? So I guess on top of being really convenient, we're also expecting time travel to be sentient? Like God? Yeah, it's not. But yeah, so I took like two seconds to research which movie we should do this time around, so <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just asking based on what's actually yes, in the movie because exactly. I was trying to figure Alan, out. So why does he disappear? Alan, I have no he's idea. already in existence so with his you baby could, self. You could say that a higher power is pulling him through time to fix the rights that will run wrong and giving him convenient visions. I guess that would exactly, go along yeah. with it too. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody up there is um, changing the... the Some kind of force, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, There's a lot of that in this, though. The the whole Star Wars Mm -hmm. feel. There's a lot of shit story in this. Well, yeah. Yeah, this is not a movie where the story was deeply thought out. This was, we want to tell a time travel story and let's shoot a bunch of stuff. Let's throw money at it. Mark Hamill. Ah. They don't set anything up. You don't care about any of the characters. Right. 
you know, when we say, hey, is this a movie that I'd, I'd watch again? Oh, dear God, no. I probably care more about Arnie, the weird drifter they pick up later on. The, he's the true hero of the film. Yeah, he, he kills is. everybody. <laughs> yes. yes. Mark Hamill's just there for, for progressing the story from shitty stupid point to shitty other shitty And what's really point. funny about Arnie is I recognized him. I knew I'd seen him in something before and I could not place him. And then I saw he was an X-Files actor and because I was looking on my phone at the time, I couldn't see his list of roles. Mm-hmm. Then I went on my computer and checked. He is... Hepcat Helm, the artist who is killed near the beginning of the best X-Files episode, Humbug, the one with the Jim Rose Circus. Yeah. It, it's where they do all the sideshow stuff, and uh, Scully eats a bug, for real. Oh, uh, which is uh, She ate a cricket. Jillian uh, uh, Anderson ate a cricket as part of... Uh, Scully is supposed to do like a sleight of hand and produce the cricket afterward, but uh, uh, apparently they didn't tell uh, Gillian Anderson how to do magic <laughs> for his role. Of course, he was like, nice. screw this and just ate it. Nice. Uh, yeah, Clink, I've only seen a handful of episodes of X Files. So I've maybe I've, saw, I saw the movie yeah. in the 90s, and that yeah. was about it. If you're going to watch any X Files, that's the episode to watch. It is amazing and it's totally standalone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. And it's got uh, members of the Jim Rose Circus and at Jim Rose and. Uh, the Enigma, uh, who uh, it was a long-standing fixture of 90s popular culture because they went on tour with Lollapalooza for a while. So this movie tracks through uh, two, two timelines. It's, it's t- telling two stories, cutting back and forth between two different timelines. One, 19... Yeah. Oh, geez, I wrote it on, October 6th, 1992, and then... October 6th, 2022. Oh, so he goes back exactly 30 years? I guess. Makes sense. Well, there is a sci-fi movie. There's a sci-fi show that was called, I think, Seven Days. And what it was was they built a time machine, but they can only go back in time seven days. So this catastrophic thing happens. They have to figure out what it was, what happened, how it happened, and within the seven-day period. And then you can travel back seven days and then fix the problem. So there. It sounds times... like a little bit of that mumbo jumbo from that other movie you made us watch. Which one? There's a lot of them. No, what's the one that you made us watch where they're in the shed, not the shed, the storage unit? Was that? It wasn't transfer. Oh, it's Primer. Primer, Primer, Primer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could go back in time further in Primer, but you just have to, it's one second per but second like, backwards. They're just weird, weird things. Like. Yeah. Um, this movie stars a whole lot of people who've done a whole lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot of stuff that you would catch. Like Artie, the character Artie, whatever yep. his actor Arnie. name is, yep. Arnie, um, uh, he had, what, like 80 some. Creds here and there, you'd pick up the names of whatever. Same for, um, oh geez, who's the other? Was it was it Brian Jones? Is his filmography he's, pretty, he's pretty heavy? A, yeah, he's yeah. been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't remember when he died. Uh, it, he it was probably like a decade ago at least. Uh, but yeah, he was in a pile of stuff. Very prolific. Uh, Ray Dong Chong was the only one I could place almost instantly. Yeah. She was the female love interest in Soul Man, which was an '80s film that I. Don't know if we could watch anymore. <laughs> oh. and, she, and she's in a bunch of action movies yeah. too. Yeah, it was so. the one I'm thinking of. Then no, we can't. <laughs> Soul Man. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. It'd be interesting to talk about, um, but I'm not going to do that here. And I'm but trying to remember. I think she was in City Limits too. Do I think well, the coolest thing? Talk about that later. The coolest thing is she was in Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke, or one of those because oh, wow. she's Tommy Chong's daughter. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. Oh nice. Oh, oh, last name. That came up like in the first line of research. Good job, Clank. You've proven <laughs> us that you didn't study for the fucking test. No, I, no, I never do. I come in hot. I come in. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, uh, I have a WTF moment. Um, so Mark Hamill jumps through time and his space escape pod crashes. And uh, Karen Donaldson, uh, Ray Dong Chong, finds um, their group finds the, uh, the escape capsule. And she reaches in. She knows it's probably alien, right? Or, or whatever. She reaches in and like sticks her hand in some, some goopy blood. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not how a scientist would behave. So you've just destroyed my entire illusion of this uh, so film dude and how, going, how, how correct it is. Dude, <laughs> Accurate. dude running from aliens, accidentally going back in time, you're cool with. But <laughs> yes. scientists putting yes. hand in blood yes. without a glove. It's, I know I've used this story before, but it's just <laughs> like Iron Man 2. When Scarlett Johansson changes her outfit and all of a sudden her hairstyle changes at the same time, that destroys the illusion of the illusion for me. Okay. Because I can believe all the other stuff until somebody does something that's totally not what they would do or something that's visually not what it should be that would t- take you out of the illusion that's being created. Okay. All right. I think that's science. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, dramatic music. Oh my God! Was this the most overbearing soundtrack since mm-hmm. that Batman movie? That which the, one? I think one, one of them. I think the first, <laughs> I think the Chris Nolan one. No, what was the movie that we we hated? Uh, Batman and Superman. That one. Batman vs Superman. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. you movie, hated. I liked that movie. Is horrible. It's, it it's does have to be a epic. very mighty soundtrack. Its score just makes it. You think it's more important than it really is. Right. And well, it's monotonous. Same thing with Episode One. Battle of the Fate, Duel of the Fates. Well, Duel of the Fates is actually decent. But... The, 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 the music is, but the actual yeah, yeah, scene yeah. is... Yeah. Nah. Well, I'm not going to defend uh, <laughs> Phantom Menace for crying out loud. So, in, in the movie, there is a company called Electrodyne. Yes. And that sounds a lot like Cyberdyne. Mm-hmm. Sure that, does, another Terminator reference. Yeah. That even 30 years in the future still refuses to let... A serif fonts die <laughs> on their <laughs> microchip. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Radio Shack in the 90s had more futuristic looking fucking props than you guys do. Yes. It was oh, and horrible. I, and I believe all of those dines are references back to Yo-Yo Dine uh, from, uh, I think it is uh, Crying a Lot 35, if I remember right. I cannot remember now. Was it, it's a Pinchon reference. Wasn't something dine uh, also in the Incredible Hulk 2 for the Incredible Hulk film that we watched that I um That is lost. a distinct possibility. I think, so. I think Yo-Yo Teledyne? I think Yo-Yo Dine also shows up in uh in Buckaroo Banzai. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. That, yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh here's one of my notes. Uh acting is so bad. Yeah, oh it's... my gosh, nothing. A- acting is hard. Okay? Acting is hard. Apparently writing dialogue is hard too. I, and, and Making movies is hard. Maybe maybe it is the dialogue that's that's hurting these people because the dialogue is so bad. Shall I provide a sample? Ooh. Yes, please. <laughs> let me let me sniff it first. Oh, They're almost at our asses. The response to this is, just get off mine and maybe we'll get somewhere. <laughs> Epic. Epic. Yep. Uh, let's see. And of course, then repeated eighty thousand times. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on, come on, come on. Move, move, move. In which I never would have spotted without the help of riff tracks that this is an ongoing dialogue thing they do. And actually, I think even MST3K, they started it, where just like filler dialogue in military movies, they're always yelling, move, move, yeah, move. Yeah. <laughs> 
And there's a lot of that in this. There's no awareness of how repetitive. In fact, I think it's probably repeated audio loops. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. So the uh, Mark Hamill, Mike Rayner, Rainer, Rainer. Yep. Um, remembers the future of his immediate future, I should say. So he's, he's having these flash forwards, I guess. And then in the movie, somehow, uh, the scientist who ends up being an alien, spoiler, um, she sees the hallucination with him. Actually, and, and anybody else who is yeah. present with him gets to that see That happens at the, end. at the end, right? When yeah, he's yeah, with, yeah, yeah. So he's not just remembering. He's like somehow projecting yep. holograms. Through, and we see the wormhole beforehand. Yeah. Like some kind of weird eye of Sauron kind of thing, and then we Ooh. see a hallucination. Reminded me of a, of a uterus, but the worm, never mind. <laughs> the worm. Speaking yeah. of the Oedipal conflict <laughs> at the <laughs> middle of this <laughs> movie. Yeah, see, at least he didn't have time to sleep with his mother to make himself his own father. Thank goodness. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it almost happened to yes. uh, Marty. We'll we'll talk that about true. that. That's another problem. We, we'll talk we about are that. Gonna, we are going to get there. I've, I've got a quote, uh, and Alan, this I would like to discuss this quote, or at least part of this quote. Uh, quote: Go fuck yourself, turd brain. Now, <laughs> the, the phrase, the phrase "go fuck yourself," I've heard a lot of times. Yes. And every time I've heard it, it's usually like being, you know, go fuck yourself, like mean, yeah, angry, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you could fuck yourself, I mean, really. It feels like it'd be pretty pleasurable <laughs> on both accounts. So, okay, so if I'm things. telling you to go fuck yourself, yeah. that's almost like, hey, dude, have a great day. <laughs> have the best day ever. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. I'm curious of the of where that phrase comes from Ooh. in literature, pop culture. Uh, just because I want you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, so sadly, I, I, I do not have my pirated copy of the Oxford English Dictionary here Ooh, right well, now. So. I mean, we got Google, but okay. Like, if I'm going to go get my PhD, that's what I'm going to do it on swear words. Could there I, you go. Could I do that? I yeah. Wanted, I thought you wanted to do it on soap operas. Go into I'm folklore. Like, you can write your you can write your dissertation on anything. Don't do it. Yeah, don't the, do it. He's the, trying to get you into the, he's trying to get you into the bad club here. That, then, then the only, Takes another competitor out of the job market. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the only job I'd be qualified for. <laughs> See, it's yes. treacherous. It's almost backstabbing as treacherous as pretending to be what you're not to get what you want. Like the aliens in this film. Well, yeah. Do we have that was nice. Good job. Do we have any that's what happened? Like, I'm right there with the alcohol. Like right now, this is the fucking zone. I gotta be careful just to sip it to keep it to yeah, maintain it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do we get any explanation why these aliens are doing what they're doing? Why they they're are the they here other. for our women? Are they uh, here for vitamins, minerals? They're the others. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the explanation. That they're, they're they're different than us. They're bad oh. because they're different. But they look the same. They're taking our jobs. And we have not had a later <laughs> series to uh, save their reputation, yeah. a la Star Trek. Interesting. They're taking our jobs. They're 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 in areas. They're just integrating. Shooting our office. They're shooting our overacting scientists. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. But it's got, we've got to be stopped. So Unacceptable. So if we could make like a wall around the earth, that would help. I think you... <laughs> so to quote the movie appropriately, apparently in this case, I think your alien visa just expired. 
Oh, you beat me to it. I wrote that one down too. What did I write? <laughs> oh, and that? then all right. So I don't forget. I've, I've got the tagline of the movie put aside. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but uh, uh, enjoy this beautiful exchange, which sounds as if it was plucked from the greatest of the Shakespearean plays. I'm taking him as serious and not facetious. Go ahead. I'll tear you apart, you little bag of shit. <laughs> and then the response to this from Artie. Eat my shorts. That's what I had written down oh, too. He Eat stole my shorts. It. He got I know. First. Oh. Eat my shorts. Uh, which has which I think brilliant we... exchange. It just reveals how witty and urbane these characters are <laughs> as they're trying to shoot each other in the face. Well, I mean, they probably did take it from the most uh, famous explanation exclamation of eat my shorts exactly from the simpsons and that's that's, oh. that's highbrow that's highbrow holy crap are they really that mm. 90s <laughs> i think they well, are we're making a period piece <laughs> <laughs> well yeah eat my shorts is very very dated. oh my goodness you guys just stole two of my freaking big thunderclaps i got right? i got very little left i don't very, have very i don't have left. any quotes at all yes yeah, my afterbirth right. comment that was there I, I love it how you have just a big thing of why question oh, mark that's why why was this movie made <laughs> Why did we pick it? Why did we watch it? Why did they do everything because that did video, this movie? Because video no store sense. shelves are not going to fill themselves. Exactly. Yes. And we explained why we picked it. Because I randomly <laughs> picked it as if I closed my eyes and pointed. Because it had Mark Hamill <laughs> in it. That too. That, that's why I didn't uh, ask why. Oh, and then the tagline for the episode. Okay. <laughs> which is probably meaner than I intend. Because I really like Mark Hamill. But... Christ, I'm getting tired of this guy. <laughs> oh, yes. We love you, Mark Hamill. Now, uh, that Mark Hamill of like Corvette Summer Era. Okay, maybe not so much, but we're thrilled that you survived long enough to get to this point. Please continue. I will say, this movie made me want to see what George Lucas had in mind for the sequel trilogy. For Star Wars. Do you think it would involve a lot of move, move, move? <laughs> I mean, it would have, but it would have been short October, so it would have been move, 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 you know, through a, through a filter or something. But yeah. I, I, well, it would have been much better looking than this. Especially the scene we got from, I don't know if you saw The Mandalorian yet. But Not yet. There's, a, there's certain scenes in there that I'm like, oh, this would actually be cool if it were taking place in, close to when uh, Jedi was like, when this take place. I'm not going to give out away anything, but it would have been cool. Yeah, this is. I'm scanning my notes, and there's like some, this is like the film. I'm scanning my notes. There's some like interesting stuff here and there. I have but, so many. But then, well, then, then you do your thing here. Fine. Home. Well, like, actually, there, there's I'm one fine. thing I have. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I've, Dr. Got, Lowe. I've got a question. Well, I've got a question. That's, so that's a, a, a real head scratcher okay. for let, you let him guys. Let ask his question. To get to how to kill all momentum in the podcast. So, oh my. is Mark Rayner. What, or, no, sorry, Michael, Michael Rayner is Mark Hamill's <laughs> character. Uh, Michael Michael Hayner. Is he a millennial or a Gen X? Or, sorry, a Gen Zer? Because he's born in 93. He would be a millennial then. He is 30 now? Yeah, he'd be a millennial. So, but... Yeah, but then isn't the cutoff on millennial kind of around there? I'm trying to remember. What I the think so. For well, millennial. technically, yes, because I, I guess a millennial. I'm technically a millennial because oh, 84. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you can tell. I don't understand what that means. But okay. <laughs> I don't know either. I just said it to say things. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, he's not on his, his cell phone texting all the time. We're playing games. So. <laughs> 
my, 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 jo- my Our joke. Our audio about levels this. sound awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, I can yes, fucking hear yeah. Alan. That's all I care about. My, my joke about this was, so is he going to need a safe space or is he going to need oh. to give up avocado toast so he can buy a house? Which, which is the stereotype that uh, he can He can't buy a house there. because nobody will give him a loan. Well, that's true because he's a baby. Because he can't. His legal identity is a baby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So you're saying he identifies as a baby? Hey, I'm that, that baby right over there. <laughs> oh my. Um, the only real thing I've got that's worth anything at this point, I think, is, um, well, the blank page. And then um, <laughs> when we first meet uh, this president, uh, it is in the missile silo with the scientists who are trying to do the countdown. And he's... Um, you're trying to get them to, to stop with the missile, the nuclear attack. Yes, correct. The, the scientists who are telling each other to get off their asses. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first time we see the president who, spoiler alert, is an alien. I did um, not see that coming, by the way. <laughs> really? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he gives this uh, uh, monologue of trite stupidity and inspiration and explanation. I, I, I don't think know. that's supposed to be intentional. I think he's supposed to sound like he's bullshitting. Okay. I think he's supposed to sound like he's triangulating like a certain 90s president. <laughs> well, I, 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 put, I put that this president makes Biden look like Obama. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. It was bad. Like, even the presidential speech. But you're saying you're, you're saying Reagan, a little bit of a, a well, Reagan I, nod there? I, I'm thinking Clinton, actually, oh, because, oh. Of, because of triangulation and the idea that he's saying these vague kind of, like, vague like sort of left-wing things, but not too much of them. Peace and love. Peace and love. It was the it's the left-wing things that everyone actually agrees on. They just don't agree on how to get there. <laughs> Stupid left-wingers. You know what? Politics, man, it's going to destroy the earth. But again, this is from '93, well, so again, I think we it's would have had the future. the, the uh, slick willy thing starting up already for mm-hmm. them. I think it's telling the future. I think that's what's going to happen in this year. Aliens are going to be among us. Well, also, soil and grain is a good source yeah. of food, and everybody should blindly eat it because it is amazing and it'll be free. Yes. So, soil and grain, good. Yes. <laughs> so, you got a whole bunch of things. You got to carry the weight. I've shot so, my load. Oh I have my. nothing left other than some inappropriate <clears throat> statements that hopefully uh, serve as comic relief. Because this is Mark Hamill and because he played Luke Skywalker, I could not help but see Star Wars references. Of course. So. Things, I, I, I know of one that you're going to mention. Here already. is a list of things that I can't unsee about Star Wars: a ship chase and shooting a, a ship chasing and shooting a smaller ship at the beginning. beginning. Wow! Yep. Except with really bad laser sound effects, yes. they actually sound like the laser sound effects on Masters of the Universe, among <laughs> other things. Uh, Mark shot first. Mark shot first. Well, yeah, it's because uh, Mike Rayner is uh, a hard-bitten '90s action hero. <laughs> Um, Shoot first, ask questions later, bub. Uh, Mark is a great pilot and can fly anything. Yep. Ooh. Yep, I half expect him to talk about how much he can bull- <laughs> bullseye those womp rats. <laughs> Mark is their only hope. Yep. At the very, I, that they do the that one at the that fucking I, very I beginning, man. Definitely caught it. That's when I thought maybe this whole thing was going to be like a spoof. Yeah. No, I was just disappointed. Bad. The bad guy's a long coat or cape and kills people. And uh, gets a really long reveal, but yeah, not uh, an effective no. facial reveal. scar and a Aryan Nazi whatever mm-hmm. kind of crew cut. 
blonde. With, with, with a blonde very blonde kind blonde. of, I mean, not, no offense to the actor, but kind of not a very intimidating voice. Kind of a funny no, little he, bit. No, yeah, uh, was, there's nothing intimidating yeah. about him. Uh, he reminds me of a dime store um, when we watched the movie uh, Apocalyptic Season. Uh, the Zephyr Kid, wait, Turbo Kid, Turbo Kid. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Um, the big bad in that. It felt like a dime store version of, of that. Yeah, guy. like a really kind of a, a younger, but, but somehow more tired Michael Ironside. Yeah, but Michael <laughs> Ironside is intimidating though. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. if you were yelling guy, at me right now, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> but I'm saying like this guy was some vert attempt to yeah. be that type of character, and that's all personality on Ironside's mm-hmm. part yeah. too. He doesn't look particularly terrifying. I mean, he, he can. Though. He's, he's stern. Got, he's got that grimace about him. I'd though. listen to him if he was my teacher. But <laughs> and he, he'd have to be yelling at me to get me to but shut he's up. But <laughs> he's a good teacher. He's a good teacher in Starship Troopers. That is. <laughs> are you going to compliment it? You're going to agree with me to compliment about Starship Troopers? I think so, because Robert Heinlein was a fascist sometimes. Okay, all right. Even though I like some of his ideas. <laughs> you know, just because people kill other people for reasons you don't agree with doesn't mean that you have to always disagree with them. Wait, what? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it makes the edit. <laughs> back to my list. Mark has a special power. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. The force scene. Although we don't know if that's him that's causing that. Or if it's something There's that's no, happening in the space around it's him. It's centered on There's him. no explanation for that. it. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't necessarily be, need to be radiating from him. Like, Although perhaps it, it awakened his inner psionic powers. Maybe. And, well, and we've already thought more about it than they did. <laughs> yeah. so. Definitely. Continue. Uh, there is an entrenched army that is, uh, is firing upon an invading army through a small passageway. And the defending army is still overran. And they are also bad, and we never get any kind of actual, like, we get no connection to any of the soldiers on the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't even have an other to, to a visual of what the other really is. To right. Make us and angry we don't really see uh, old Radon as uh, anything other than Radon, ultimately. I mean, we never see her as an alien, yeah. really. Mm hmm. Well, it, it, so hey, she's Radon Jong. She's cute, and she's a bunch in a I mean, bunch of movies from this period. I, I don't know. Yeah, like an alien bodysuit would have been. Like, uh, what's her name from that one thing? <laughs> what's her name from that one thing? Uh, All uh, right. No, I'm gonna project into your head right now. Species. Yes. <laughs> but no, uh, the other one. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> a portal just opened up behind us. Uh, Rebecca remains Stamos uh, in Myst- as Mystique. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. That's very, very similar to <laughs> yeah. our good friend Natasha Henstridge. Was that what her I, name was? I don't know. I, I believe think so. so. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, hi, hi Natasha. Come, come, come on. Anytime. Yep, we're uh, sure you're still hot. Yes. Mm. And not that that matters. We have we have not hot people here, too. Present company included. Um, Aaron Gray's still hot. We're going to talk endlessly about this coming up. Yeah. But did anyway. I just insult us? I don't know. Because <laughs> if we did, I was insulting me too. reality. Aw, <laughs> sad day. Um, shit, I had something else that I was, thought was really good. It probably was just me being inebriated. <laughs> Clink, what else do you have? Uh, uh, Mark gets gets to a vehicle and asks if it still, is run, still runs or if it's a hunk of junk. That's, I... that's, that's stretching. That's yeah, stretching. yeah, that's but stretching. still. But it's there. <clears throat> a truck oh, is owned are, by a smuggler. These are your Star Wars. Although he kind of likes the truck. Yeah, that's true. He does. Um, Mark blows up a bad guy stronghold. Uh, the leader of the government body is evil and has... Wait, autocorrect. Has yo. He's <laughs> <laughs> evil, Damn yo. Damn you, technology! <laughs> has to be overthrown. Um, 
And he presumably, uh, the president presumably dissolves the Senate because he is the Senate, or he will make it legal. Well, he's the mm. world president, so yeah. And that means he'd need to make a new governing body, which means he would never make a Senate. But anyway. exactly, I am the Senate. <laughs> Uh, evil leader has a lackey that kills on a giant black hole. We already talked about him. Yep. And an army of bad guys who can't shoot. Yep. Actually, they can shoot on occasion. But they can't shoot anybody with slot armor. No. They, like, no main characters don't get shot. That's the thing. Well, and the, the violence in and this... And Arnie murders everybody. So, I mean, he's pretty much invulnerable as he's doing that. And, and that's where the violence in this film is what made, what made me think of, like, a dime store Donald P. Belisario because of how much they're just jumping over barrel. There's an explosion behind a barrel and they're getting thrown over. You don't actually see anything real. It, the it, violence is just... It's 80s and 90s yeah. action movie violence. Yeah. This is... Well, at the worst of it, though. I think there's better yeah, examples yeah, of yeah, it, but yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just so bad. May your explosions throw your characters far away from the uh, danger, and may your bullets never... Or may your guns never run out of bullets. What's that from? That's just from me, my head. Did you just make that up? Yeah. We'll put that on a t-shirt. Buy our merch, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look and see if the writer of Time Runner wrote anything else. I did not think oh, to were, check on that. There were, uh, oh God, three writers, six writers, five writers? No. There's advanced technology in this movie. Six writing credits. Holy mackerel. Laser disc. If I can live in the past, maybe I can change the future. Ooh, yes. That took, yes. That took six writers. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you think. Um, I have one other thing I really hate. Oh, was, did, you, did you get all your Star yeah, Wars I got, out? Yeah, I, okay. I think so. Um. This thing was just ridiculously gross-ass cliche and stupid tropes, um, overuse of tropes. There's the, um, hey, is it Artie or Arnie? Arnie, Arnie. Arnie is, again, their third wheel sidekick who saves the day almost every single time. Who's kind of weird. Although I don't think he really says anything that gives him too much character before he starts murdering people. He gets (laughs) all his good lines. The only thing that really gives him character is his eyebrows. He's got that, that real distinct... And the and fact that I expression. instantly recognized him yeah. without knowing it. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's got a good face. He's got some kind of weirdness about his face that makes him noteworthy. But what is this stupid trope from the, the period, Alan? And again, you are going to answer this for me, um, or, or fail as a folklorist. Uh, <laughs> no the, pressure. The dumbass, the dumbass jump start scare that they use when it's like, hey, wait in the car. And then the very next scene, that person, oh, I couldn't wait, I heard something, and he shows does up. does it like, twice. Yeah, it's all, but where does that come from, and why is it this fucking great cinematic you, cliche that's a, everywhere? Apparently, you just need to tell Arnie, Arnie, Artie, stay. Stay? <laughs> but he won't. Stay. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I, mean, I can't pinpoint any other times I've seen that. Oh, I've seen it all the time, Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. It's usually with a female character, though. Well, in this case, it's because they want Arnie to be their wheelman and actually, you know, be at the vehicle yeah, when they run yeah. up to it. So, which, by the way, is Arnie a hostage? Was Arnie he a hostage? calls himself a hostage. I think as a joke. They stole him though. He, he was, was in sleeping plane. in the back of the plane. They stole that him. They stole. And Did, then he's super nice he, about everything. But come on, he wanted it. <laughs> so he's super nice, super trusting. Um, and a hell of a shot. And then he gives the, his captors back their gun. Like, they, they have guns, and then they steal him. He gives them back the guns. And then, yeah, he goes on a murder spree, and he's super nice about everything. Like, I didn't, I could not get a handle on this guy at all. Like, where did that come from? I think at the end, where was it? Oh, this guy is murdering everyone. I hope he doesn't uh, get a taste for killing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had Arnie murders everybody. (laughs) No, quite literally. Oh, and I noticed that Arnie cannot actually hold his rifle right. Mm. So there is a scene where he's shooting down a hall and the stock is actually outside of his arm. Yeah. Where, which is what you do when you're a kid playing make believe. <laughs> well, so. it, because a lot of these don't have technical advisors, so yeah, you're going to yeah, have yeah, yeah. all this crappy stuff, and you're like, that's not how you do anything. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care enough to go look at the budget, but like this <laughs> movie was made for as little money as possible. There's no like CGI wide shot that would have been you, you could have gotten away with that. That'd have been uh, of the time, right? I don't even There's, know if they use matte paintings or anything. Yeah, like that. I mean, I think I don't. I, other than whatever background they use for the space scenes, that's the only sweeping vista we get. Everything else is in is well, in Washington State. Is in boring parts at that. Is in a closet shot in four by three aspect ratio. It's. Uh, made for TV movie, so you have was to do it? a four by three. I mean, really? I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh... I thought it's direct to video. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think it was ever. It was well, ever. I'm, I'm yeah. saying made for TV format. I should yeah, say. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Actually, I don't know. Uh, Vanderpool when they when like Canon and such were doing their uh, VHS stuff, did they? I'd, I'd have or to, did they pan and scan to edit that stuff down later? I I can't remember. I'd have I, to. Dig. I have no damn idea. Yeah. I didn't even learn about aspect ratio until much later on same yeah i mean especially um i don't know clink what you doing i can't find how much it was how much it was made for yeah i don't know it's, it's so but much. it's cheap dude yeah it's yeah cheap. This, this yeah. is cheap i mean the uh, uh mark hamill would have been the most expensive he was the vehicle oh yeah definitely because right? like, they even say in the, in the in the trailer like they say his and then they, fi- they figure okay well, we have other main characters who probably should say their acting chops too. Yeah. But mainly it's from the Star Wars trilogy, and the other ones were like from these two movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From yeah, a bunch yeah. of movies that you don't know that you've seen and remember when you've seen him, but he's there in the background yeah. or a bit part. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be giving Mark Hamill top billing here. Oh, one problem I had is the soldiers. So, in 1993 soldiers, not the future soldiers. Yeah. The, the American soldiers are just following orders, they don't know, they don't understand what's happening. And Mark and the, his comrades go to the warehouse, which, by the way, I don't understand the layout of the warehouse. They don't do a good job of that. But he's killing, and uh, he's helping Arnie kill all these soldiers. That's got to mess up the timeline. Oh, yeah, oh, dude. but those people I mean, don't matter. They don't have, a, like, a yeah. blue cloud. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, no, no reflection on that concept. I assure you. I'm gonna say this again. You ever go back to the past? You don't look at anything. You don't touch anything. You don't interact with anybody. And you do not go on a killing spree. <laughs> don't go on a killing spree. <laughs> well, on that happy note, is there anything else, or can we yes. put this thing to, to bed? Nope. One more cliche that shows up, and it's the best version I think I've ever seen. Ooh, I'm excited. So when they encounter Neela. Uh, as the big reveal that he is the alien puppet master, uh, and uh, and poor Mark Rayner is still surprised. Called him Mark my, again. I can't <laughs> stop. But uh, Rayner just looks at him like, Ooh. <laughs> like he definitely did not figure this out. So when Neela turns around. It's a swivel chair, mm. and the bad guy doing the sw- the bad guy swivel is one thing but he does it with his fingers 
<laughs> with his fingers in his steeple. The, the specifically the gesture that Monty Burns killed because it's so ridiculous, and he did it all the time to really emphasize yes. this is really ridiculous. Yeah, um, he does the swivel with fingers tinted. I cannot recall the last time I saw somebody do that seriously in a movie. Now, if you were to do that in a movie, everybody would think you were a genius because it was so damn funny. But are they saying boo or boo earns? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wrote that down too. This guy would be awesome in a live action Simpson film as Montgomery Burns. Yeah, except he's too young because Burns is supposed to be super old. But he does Makeup. have a really weird face. That's well, true. Yeah. And the hair did it. His hair, the flowing kind of mm-hmm. penis head oh, mm-hmm. haircut. Uh, he That's was, what it looks like. He was good in Fifth Element, too. I've never seen that. It's good. I liked it. It's worthy of watching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of things worthy of watching, we got two things left to do here. Talk about what we're going to watch next time and what we learned. What did you learn? I learned, so that's what Cracking Skulls is. So uh, the kill of the farmer who Rainer first befriends and gets his bitchin' bomber jacket from. Another ridiculous trope from... Yeah, that is a cool farmer. That's (laughs) an awesome 90s bomber jacket. I need to close in your motorcycle. I miss my awesome 90s bomber jacket. Alien guy has to go to a farm or ends up at a farm, steals some clothes, uh, goes out into the real world. The person he left behind... Uh, is caught in the trail to him, and uh, the way he is killed is by having his skull crushed, cracked, by the grip of uh, Colonel Freeman. Super, super discount dime store Darth Vader. Yes. Super, super discount. Yes. yes. So that's what I learned, and but I went first because what I learned wasn't very good. <laughs> but requiring even less effort on the part of the filmmaker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does it take anything to have your... Actors go like this yeah. as they're being force strangled. Alan, 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 what what did you learn? Well, I learned that when you escape through a time portal and you crash land on Earth, apparently you magically teleport away from the vehicle that you were in and wake up in a place that you don't remember getting to. So we have. I did not two, notice that. Wow. Yes, yes, it's very weird because we are led to believe that obviously this pod crashed. Yes. Um, uh, Mike Rayner realized that uh, he's another Mike at our podcast. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so Rayner discovers that uh, he's alive and runs away, and then he wakes up like he doesn't remember how he got to where he is, which makes us think that the only possibility is that he either magically teleported away or he managed to fall out of a crashing uh, (laughs) vehicle from orbit and land totally intact. Or concussion, walked away, passed out, didn't remember. I guess that's a possibility. I don't know if that's how concussions work, but I I, I, I guess. <laughs> oh, and we also discover that apparently in the future they only give you one application of that life-saving first aid spray. Yeah. So you better make sure you don't use it on yourself <laughs> and use it on your mom, you ungrateful <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, a bandage would have would have worked for him there, right? Because <laughs> this is Bob's dying. I'm like, boy, sure would have been great if you had that magical spray from the future 
Oh my. I learned two things. Hmm. So one that apparently, and this was last year when I wrote this, so bear with me. In 2021, all the nations of the world came together under a world body, probably due to the effects of global economy and COVID on said economy. So that's why we had one. That's what I learned. That the future, this year is supposed to be like that. So pretty soon, everything will be fine and we'll be run by our well-spoken but secretly evil alien overlords. Yeah. I'm just hoping they find me a value. Who are played by whoever's still living from Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Daryl Hannah. There. She could play. <laughs> we'll get another so not, Blade Runner out. Not Harrison Ford? Not Harrison Ford. He's busy. Why is he busy doing? Oh, Indiana Jones, I guess. He, and, and trying to kill himself in plane crashes. <laughs> He's only done that once. That we know of. That we know of. Ooh. Harrison Ford, we love you. Please do not kill yourself in a plane yes, crash. Yes, please don't. Look, just just ride it in planes. You're it's fine. He likes flying. Uh, speaking of flying, uh, what are we doing next time? I, 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 I got it? a second thing. I oh, you got a second thing. I'm sorry. I got a second oh, thing I'm so I glad it's you. It's me. Okay. I got a second thing. I, I thought you went twice. I, That's how I good it was. Keep Anyways. Going. Okay. So this shows a hopeful future, though, from 1993, because Mark doesn't hate the scientist lady because she's an alien. He doesn't trust her at first, but then he gets to know her and changes his mind. Um, he, so he doesn't have any prejudices. And he does technically change his mind also after she betrays him. So that's, true. Yeah. Not, that's super open-minded. And uh, so like pretty much he doesn't hate her because of um, automatically what she is. Or fear her for that matter. Yeah, he gets I, I think I'd her. be a little bit more concerned about that one after yeah. these folks successfully took over my world. But he gets to know her. And so that means that in the future, hopeful future... There's no prejudices. Or they smoked a bowl together. <laughs> they went just fine. That's profound clink. I don't remember what it was. But I, <laughs> but I feel... Well, thank you. I feel lighter now that I've listened to it. Oh, jeez. I don't I understand what that means. Do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know either. So, Alan, what's the next pick? All right, Are you saying I can't do my job? <laughs> Is that what you're doing? So, no. I'd like to get serious for a second. We are doing oh another memorial episode Ooh. and we are more memorializing the passing of marky post many of these months ago and in proper homage to one of the hotter ladies that uh, graced television in the 80s and 90s we are going to watch an episode actually a double episode from the days in which tv actually cared well no it didn't but anyway <laughs> We're going to do a double-part episode of Buck Rogers in the 25th century, A Plot to Kill a City. Oh. Nice. So okay. And it nice. involves a lots dip. of very attractive ladies in 70s future wear. <laughs> and Gil Gerard, if, I don't know, you like bears. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... I've got no fucking clue. What I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, just, we'll see what see happens you next time, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say bye, folks. Bye, folks. Wait. Bye, folks. Is that are we done? I'm scared to go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>